Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. It's your boy. DJ Billy A, and you know that I'm only a FaceTime video away, and all the way in Ceres, California, A, is my main man, my mellow. Get up on your actual microphone and tell these folks hello. Oh, me? Yes, you. Hmm. Uh... X gonna give it to ya. X gonna give it to ya. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Savage O'Malley, aka Big Skis, aka Big Nasty, aka Suckerfish Sav. We back up in here doing what we gotta do for you, the people. That's what we're doing. Absolutely. We got things to talk about. Like we've got the world is going crazy. Like I'll just tell you this right now, man. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna jump in. Yeah. Okay. Today we're doing like a we had to rearrange schedules. Life's been crazy. It is what it is. Outside right now, it is like fucking Annie fucking M Twister fucking Wizard of Oz 60 mile an hour winds. It's insane. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a little bit different. Fall finally decided to show up. It was literally like 88 degrees two days ago. And I think it was Friday night. The shit just like shifted. I went to my son's football game in uh, shorts and a t-shirt. I brought a hoodie just for the hell of it. At halftime, I ran to Walmart and bought sweatpants. Like, I was like, God damn, when I left uh, Sutter Creek at the end of that game, it was 46 degrees. And my ass was like, what in the hell is this? And I know this shit happens every year. It's California. This is just what we do, man. There is no gradual shift from one season to the next. We let, It goes like, Summer, boom, winter. I don't, I don't even know if we get a spring anymore. It's just, that's just kind of how we roll, man. But yeah, it's, uh, I just got back from walking the dog. It's a little bit nasty out there right now, man. A little bit. I'll just tell you this. I was talking to, uh, Sweet Tea on the phone this afternoon uh-huh. after work. Right. And I, and I just say this in, in, uh, to follow up on, uh, me mm-hmm. stating that you were not fit as a fiddle from yeah. last week. Okay. I said, yeah. hey, I am not as thin as I'd like to be. That being said, the wind was blowing me around like I was that thin. <laughs> well, that's got to make you feel good, right? There you go. If, if there's a plus to being uh, blustery, no, as uh, Winnie the Pooh would say. No, I was um, I was holding my lady friend's from work, this lady that I was walking with her arm like because she was about to blow away like an umbrella. <laughs> and she's smaller than I want to be. Yeah, right. Well, I would, I would think so. Yes, but I mean, yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's winter now. It's, it's official. I think it's here. Uh, firewood season is upon us. What are all those memes? Uh, 
that they do for what? What's that show on? Prepare, HBO winter is dragons. coming. Yeah, and all the, the the dragons and shit. Game of Thrones. I never watched it. I have HBO Max. I probably should, but I haven't. Um, I, I hear it's excellent. But yeah, prepare. Winter is coming. There's all these memes. And I know for a lot of people, this is their time. Like, they just love this shit. Like, man, they can't wait. Like, the pumpkins are out. The spooky ghosts are out in the in, in the front yards. The decorations are coming up. Um, I do love the holidays. I love Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and you know, Halloween. Of, of the three, Halloween's my least favorite. But I know, I know several people who live, eat, sleep shit breathe and die for it let me ask you uh i i look at christmas as a season do you look at halloween as a season or is it just a one and done to you uh well let me just tell you this um october 26th and this is no disrespect to october 9th in any in any way shape or matter <laughs> october 26th is is what many people in the industry, in the world, if you will, globally speaking, uh, uh, is the official start to the holiday season. October 26th. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, the, the, I heard that maybe Hallmark was going to do something, but like there's patent pending. <laughs> I know where you're going with this, you know, but I'm so, going to let you continue. So, so yeah. it's it's just kind of that's where the holidays begin. Once that kicks off, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're jumping in to Halloween, right? Maybe you're getting right. crazy on Veterans Day. Right, maybe you're yeah. getting crazy for Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. It's just punch after punch after punch. You know what right. I mean? So, right, right, right. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't look at Halloween as a season. I look at it as it's it's just the whole holiday season. You know what I mean? Like it's multiple months, multiple holidays. Like Halloween is not that big of a deal to me anymore. No little kids. Yeah. Right. Now with COVID, I don't even know if people trick or treat anymore. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I think this year they probably will kind of get back into the swing of things. My mom, my, my mom asked me, she was like, do you have trick-or-treaters? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I used to, <laughs> but like last year it was COVID, so nobody, everyone's lights were off, you know, don't come around here with your, with your Rona. Right. And then now, yeah. like for me, like I was like, I have no idea what it's going to look like. Do you want people coming to your door? Yeah, I Especially mean. Especially kids who are unvaccinated? Right. Oh, and it, well, they'll have masks on, hopefully. So that's a step in the right direction. But yeah, man, I, I know a lot of people that come October 1. They're like, this is it. They're pulling out the scary movies. They're picking out their costumes. They're uh, they're decorating the home with cobwebs and tombstones. But for me, man, I just I don't like scary movies. I like candy. But as we talked on the last episode, I'm not fit as a fiddle. I eat candy all year long. Like, I'm not waiting for October to eat candy. I eat candy in June. So, I mean, it, it's not really that big of a deal. And I don't know. As a kid, when I dressed up, it wasn't like Freddy and Jason. I wanted to be uh, G.I. Joe and Spider-Man and Batman. Like, And now as an adult, I don't know. It, it doesn't uh, – getting dre- dressed and picking a costume, it's more work than anything else. It's either it means I got to go out and spend a grip. Because if to get a good costume, you're going to spend the money. You can't go to the Spirit Halloween store with 15 bucks and walk out of there looking stunning. It ain't going to happen. And either that or I got to go to the thrift store and I got to get artsy and crafty and be created and come up with something. And it's like every fucking, you know what I used to be as an adult for like several years? I bought, I went to the thrift store. I got a black jacket, white shirt, black tie and black pants because that outfit is everything. So if you throw on a hat. You're the Blues Brothers. You lose the hat, throw on the sunglasses, you're men in black. You also leave the sunglasses on and you're Reservoir Dogs. Like that suit is like (laughs) Or you slap a Book of Mormon under your arm and you're now one of those dudes who walks around knocking on the door bothering the shit out of everybody. The Book of Mormon. So basically that was like my lazy Halloween costume. I was men in black one year. Then the next year, I was the Blues Brothers because I, it's the same costume and I don't got to put in the work. It's just, for me, it's never been my thing. Like, But I feel like the moment that Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade ends with Santa Claus, for me, from that moment on, is Christmas. You start shopping. You start thinking about where is your work party going to be? Where's your family party going to be? When, what, who, when am I going to open gifts with my kids versus my wife? You know, what movie am I going to watch tonight? You know, when are we baking cookies? Like, it just, you know, 
for me, it's it's from from that parade on, from Thanksgiving Day on through New Year's is the Christmas season. But I've yeah, I've never looked at, at Halloween like that way. Like it's cool. I like seeing the kids in their costumes, but I don't know. It, it was never as a little kid. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my thing per se. Well, let's just let's 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 make sure that we're really focusing on the positives here. First of all, what I heard from that was you celebrate you celebrate Halloween all year long by eating candy. So you're <laughs> yeah, really you're... festive. You're very festive. Uh, my cello. What what is Adam Sandler? I was gonna say my cello ass definitely loves candy, but I think Adam Sandler said it best. He said, "I don't want that candy." But my fat ass does. <laughs> that, that pretty much sums it up right there. Well, I can tell you this, man. Uh, I do. I do. I'm not a uh, like I know, like when fall hit, like all of a sudden, like, you know, some people lost their mind with pumpkin, pumpkin spice lattes and, right. you know, falls back and let's go pumpkin this, pumpkin that. And that's not really my thing. But I do know people that really love it and they're into it. So that obviously it's a thing like they're not it's just, Starbucks season. Yeah. yeah. That being said, when it gets to, when it gets cold and gets into winter, I do like myself a little peppermint mocha. There you go. Guilty you as go, fucking hey, I, charged. Guilty as charged. I think we're all going all the way back to season one, but I uh, it's either season one or season two. But I did profess to loving a uh, stiff cup of cocoa. You, you do love a <laughs> stiff cup. Yeah, extra chocolate. Man. I put so much chocolate that shit is tough to stir at first. You got to break it down, man. So, uh, so yeah, anyway, I'm coming to, as we kind of started off, we derailed a bit, but I, I'm coming to you live via FaceTime because um, we were going to record last night. So this episode will be dropping Monday evening instead of Monday morning because I went to a concert in Cal Expo, at Cal Expo last night. I went and saw my favorite band in the entire world, 311. Um, with my son, it was a uh, it was a birthday gift. My birthday was on the 9th. The show was on Sunday the 10th. Uh, got a couple tickets off Groupon from my wife, and I went. And Scott, let me tell you, man, as a uh, someone who appreciates music as much as I do, and uh, you and I have been known to partake in and love a live show. It was um, fucking phenomenal, man. Like I can't even begin to explain what it felt like, man. It was just imagine the best show you and I went to, and I don't I don't know what that is, but just think of one, and then multiply that by ten, and th- and that's what it felt like, man. Like the people's energy was insane. There was an electricity in the air. Like people were so hungry for live music, you could have lit a match, and I think the air would have ignited. And it just people were jumping, dancing. Like I'm talking about like spirit dancing, like dancing like no one's watching like going insane and like the band their energy is always amazing but it was to the next level like you could tell they missed it and they were hungry for it man and it it felt so good and i i had to think man the last time i saw 311 was august of 2018 so if you're a diehard 311 fan as many people are because that's their fan base this diehard loyal fan base it's been three years if you live in the Sacramento area since you've seen your favorite band. And it showed, man. These people were just going bananas. And the band was so into it. It was an amazing show. Um, and I, dude, you and I went to Snoop Dogg in December of 2019. And you and I both talked the other day. That's the last concert that you and I went to. And you and I probably averaged a concert, I would say, Every four or five months, you and I were hitting a show, sometimes more. Two, two or so three a year, easy. Easy, easy, easy. That, that's light. I think that's a light number. Like, we could, we could definitely hit that, no problem. And so, to go almost two years, December will be, would have been two years without a concert for me, uh, is crazy, man. I, uh, it felt so good. There was a part of me, because Max and I pushed our way up to the front. And there was a part of me as I was surrounded by all these people, the nerves kicked up a little bit. I started to think about, boy, you know, COVID and what if, what if, what if, what if, you know, what if somebody here has it and doesn't know? I started to think about that. And then I just said, Bill, you know what? Fuck that. You've lived that way for so long now. It's time to just enjoy this moment. Let that go. 
if it happens, it happens. You can't you, you can't do anything about it. But just enjoy it. And I did, man. Max and I, Max was into it. And it was just, it was uh, incredible, man. I can't wait for you to be able to experience that, dude. Because I know you missed you missed Tech Nine, huh? He, he came around. I believe was that was. Weekend? I believe it was the eighth. Yeah. Yeah, man. I wish you could have been there, dude. Because I, his fans are diehard and devoted, just like the three eleven fanatics are. He's he's got his technicians. Uh, three eleven, their fans call themselves the excitable ones because they just get so into it. But man, I bet the technicians at Ace of Spades were going ape shit when Tech Nine came out. They already do. So just imagine it. Like I bet it was phenomenal. I'm so sorry you missed that, man. I really am. It. Well, I didn't realize. You know how you don't realize how much you miss something until you know you realize how good you had it till it's gone, right? That's well, kind of what. It was. I'll tell you this, man. Uh, I uh, I appreciate that. I will tell you that I feel like I am. I'm good, man. I don't. I don't feel like I missed it. I uh, yeah. I just. And this is has nothing to do with live music or concerts or me loving anything like that. I just. The whole idea of doing something like that is just exhausting to me right now. I can relate. I can you, relate. You know, just the whole, all right, I got to, you know, I got to figure out my day. I've got all this going on. Like, and it's one of those things where like you talk about it. We've talked about this. We went to, uh, we saw a locksmith in San Francisco on like a Thursday or a Tuesday or something. And we right. knew we had to go back to work the next day and it was going to be a brutal day. Right. right. And yes. we were like, oh, so glad we did it. It was awesome. We saw that and we got a picture with Mers and all this stuff. And it was great. Right. That was an amazing night. An yeah, amazing absolutely. night. That being said, that Mers scene, shouted us out. I know we've talked about it before, but it's so phenomenal. It's worth mentioning again. The idea of doing something like that right now where I'm at in my life is just sounds fucking awful. Yeah, like, dude, I'm just um, tired, man. I don't. I don't want to. I can't. I'm. I'm sorry. I understand. Yeah, I, I, I told you this morning, man. I said not only was that my first concert in two years, uh, but it was also my first Monday morning after a concert in two years because you know we kind of like I said we were hitting three or four concerts a year. So I had my sea legs. Like it started to become normal. Like okay, that concert's on a Tuesday. Yep, they're all on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or Mondays. They're never on a Saturday in Sacramento. That ain't just ain't how it works. So I was used to being out late and coming home and getting up early. Today, I got home at 12.10 last night. We hit the concert. We hit um, in and out after the concert. Had a nice dinner and then headed home. 12.10. Not really that late, man. I've been up much later than that. Uh, you know, my eternal alarm clock went off. I was up at five something and I felt like I was dying this morning. I felt like an idiot, like literally like an idiot. Like I uh, forgot to pack my lunch. I uh, left without my phone and had to come back. I uh, got to the office and realized I'd left my laptop in the car. Like I was just being a moron. I had to go downstairs and get a five hour energy at the mini park downstairs just to function, man, because it's Two years is, is a long time to, to lose your groove. Well, let you me ask, well let me ask you this. So you yeah. you did say you went to In and Out. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah! Yes, sir. It was I, that's the first time I've had In and Out in a long ass time. Like probably uh, pre-COVID. I have not. Their drive-throughs are always so insanely packed. Like we got one in Cameron Park or no Placerville, and the driveway will be packed out to the street, especially during quarantine. So I never. That's the first time in forever. If you're going to do something, do it well. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is Metallica was in town last night as well. Uh, they played at Discovery Park. And so uh, the, the um, In-N-Out is right by the Arden Fair Mall. So literally across the street from Cal Expo. So I expected it to be nothing but 311 people. I get in and I text my homie Keith because he, he was at Metallica. And I was surrounded by people that were with long hair, all in black. They looked like they just came out of a heavy metal video. I texted my buddy Keith. I go, hey, man, I'm in and out of Arden. And I'm completely surrounded by Metallica fans. They were like, you could hear them all talking like, yeah, bro, did you hear that riff and the drums? And they were into it, man. It was it was kind of cool. It was cool, but it's not what I expected. But, so a big night in Sacramento for music last night, for sure. Oh, yeah. 
Big night. Big night. You like you you like Metallica, aren't you? Cut your fan, aren't you? Oh, Metallica? Yes, they, sir. They've been known to melt my face every now and then. <laughs> they played the Black Album last night in its entirety, from front to back. It was, I guess, the I don't know, it was the 25th or the 30th anniversary of that album, the all the one with the all black cover. So I guess last night they played that album. So big deal for Metallica fans. They played two nights. Aftershock was Thursday through Sunday this year. I believe Metallica played Friday and Sunday night. And Yellow Wolf was there. Yes. My buddy Keith, my buddy Keith hit me up that night and said, uh, "Man, Bill, Yellow Wolf killed it, killed it." He said, he "said he slayed, man, just crazy." Sorry, I missed that too. Okay, okay, there you go. That's what's up. Oh yeah. So that was the reason why we are recording tonight and why this episode will be dropping Monday night instead of Monday morning. My voice is hoarse. I'm exhausted. Uh, uh, what, what, what? It, it was totally worth it, man. I was well, rocking I out with my son. Heavy metal. Yes, sir. So, yeah, you know what I love is this. Can you imagine doing that for like an hour and a half straight on stage? I don't know how those dudes do that. I have no clue. Insane, dude. It is absolutely insane. Well, I mean, I used to do Billy Idol, so pretty much the I, same. Yeah. You did Billy Idol and karaoke. Oh yeah. Nice. I would love to see video of that. Here she come now, say money, money. Do da, do doom, do uh. Yeah, nice. Uh, that'd be a hell I, of a video, bro. We used to get, I, we used to get the tree rocking. It was great. The almond tree in Turlock. I've been to a lot of places. It's by yeah. far the best bar. I've looked around. I've talked to some of the greatest people in the industry. <laughs> if you say it's not the almond tree, wrong. Wrong. I could totally see you. The Billy Idol's got some good karaoke because he's got, it's a nice day for a white wedding. He's got that one. And what about Rebel Yell? I think Rebel Yell, if I was going to do a Billy Idol on karaoke, I'd have to do Rebel Yell. I like myself a little white wedding because I like to go low and then bring it up. Yeah. Right? Hey, oh, yeah. sister, what have you done? <laughs> Nice. Hey, little sister, who's the only one? That's pretty good, dude. That's impressive. Good for you, dude. Oh, God damn it, Billy. <laughs> Making me do my uh, Billy Idol. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, man, so that's what... I'm exhausted, dude, but it was totally worth every last lost minute of sleep. I had a blast last night. That was yeah, a little, a little thing we like to call a blasty pop. I had a blasty pop last night, man. It was an incredible evening, for sure. For sure. Oh, for show. For show. Yes, sir. Okay, so. Yes. Oh, sheesh. Ooh, a little G-Funk. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal, man. Okay. I got to tell you something. Please. It's uh, a little thing I like to call muy importante. Muy importante. All right. That's I'm listening. Spanish I'm, I'm, for very important. Yeah, correct. I'm all ears. I'm a man of the streets, a man of the people. Yes, you are. A man Agreed. of all of these things. Uh, and just so you know, I got the Mayor Marisol in here right now. And yes. she's rocking the sweater. She loves she loves to fall. She's into it. Yeah, she's got she's rocking the sweater. She gets mad when I take it off, so she, I leave it on all day cuz she likes to party. Okay, nice. I think dogs okay. dig that. Oh yeah. My my dog's always hot, so I think I do imagine this is his time of year, and I'm praying that the shedding kind of tones down a bit because Subsides. I've got white shit all over everything, man. So yeah, let's uh, fingers crossed that that this fall uh, it lightens up a bit. Agreed, my man. Okay. Hell yeah. So you had your concert, great, good times. Yes. You were doing yes. your thing. Right? Yes. Yeah. Big, big deal, right? Yes. Absolutely. And wait, wait, where'd you get it in and out? Oh, uh, the double, du- what's the, the combo with the double burger, fries, and a, and a soda? Okay. Is that called the, is that called the double double? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that's so the long. double double, baby. But you know, Max, he's he's animal style on the burger, animal style on the fries. He he goes to town. I just kept it, you know, plain Jane. Are, are you, you talking about uh, 2021 Homecoming King, Maxwell Adams? I am talking about my son, the king. The king, he eats like a king. Let me tell you. Let me just tell you this, man. It was my birthday, but I paid 
<laughs> I, I know you don't want to talk about this. Yeah. But his reputation precedes him. I've been on the Twitter, on the TikToker. I heard he yeah. goes animal style with the ladies. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, you'd have to talk to him about that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's a piece of gentleman, so he may not kiss and tell. Hey, I don't, I don't... hey Scott, you're not supposed to tell the people that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we had a blast last night, man. It was great. So, good news. Okay, I love good news. We were able to close out with the season finale of What If. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, man. Marvel's What If, Disney Plus, or Marvel. Yeah, right. That was nine episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. I'm, I'm caught up. I saw them all. Let me just tell you this. Um, and I may have said this before when we were talking about What If. And I absolutely stand by this statement 1,000%, especially after the uh, finale. Right. I would make time in my week every week to watch a show with Party Thor. <laughs> yeah. I like would watch Party Thor every yeah. week, dude. Yeah. He's fantastic. Here's where you and I are going to differ a little bit. I did not like that episode. I didn't care for it. Uh, I, I, I kind of thought you would. I thought you'd enjoy it. Um, I don't know why I didn't like it. Uh, because I like funny Thor. I didn't like really like Thor until Ragnarok, and he's funny in Ragnarok. But I don't know. There was just something about frat boy Thor. It was like he was like a frat boy that came to Earth to party and just destroy shit. Like, and I don't know. It it didn't do it for me, man. I wanted to like it. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't care for the episode before that either. So I was getting nervous for. Uh, for what if it took kind of a downhill slide for me and then it picked back up again but um with the ultron episode with what if ultron won but yeah i didn't care for the uh i did not like the tony stark killmonger episode where killmonger saves tony stark and i yeah the party four didn't do it for me and, and i and you know i i wanted it too. i wanted to like it i don't know what it was i just didn't dig it and I, I wasn't feeling either one of those episodes How'd you feel about, did you like the Killmonger, Tony Stark episode? Uh, I, you know, I, so there was the Killmonger, Tony epi uh, episode. Right. Um, and then, then the Thor. Then the Thor episode. Right. And then. And then what if Ultron won? Well, I, I can tell you this, man, is, is, is the Ultron episode. Was, which episode was it where Ultron showed up right in the end? Right at the end. Yeah, he went uh, Thor. It was, it, was, it was the Thor episode because he. Was, yeah, it must have been the Thor episode. Yeah, because yeah. he went to go talk to Jane. Right. And then, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, episode uh, seven was what if Thor were an only child? Right. Which uh, I enjoyed. I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. I loved the the oversized Loki, the way that they interacted. Right. Uh, I really dug that. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, uh, when um, that ended, that slid into episode eight, right? What if What if Voltron won? And, right. And uh, which was pretty intense in the sense that, you know, he be basically became the, you know, how they, how they um, basically took everything that was involved in uh, so far and then in the history of, if you will, of, of Marvel, how they kind of wrapped it all up, like with the Hydra, uh, guy, I'm blanking out yeah. on his name. Yeah. I don't remember. He's inside. It's the little German guy that's inside yeah. the computer. Yeah. He's taken on the computer. Yeah. And how they brought that into it. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed, uh, all of them. I would say, I would say probably the Tony Stark Killmonger one of all of those was probably my least favorite, but it was good. Yeah, it's, for me, that one was just like, I never thought for a minute the Killmonger was actually a good guy. I was just waiting for him to betray everybody and then somehow weasel his way into Wakanda and take over. And that's what he did. So the whole time I was just kind of waiting for that to happen. Like, And with the Thor one for me, it was just like there was no, where was the stakes? There was nothing at stake. Like Thor came down and partied 
and they just had to get him to stop partying because if they didn't they were gonna kill him like i was just like i don't know i was like really that they're gonna you're gonna kill the guy because he's partying too much like i don't know it was kind of silly but then they tied everything together that was what i thought was genius so regardless of whether i liked it or not you had to see those episodes because they connected all the characters from every episode of what if into like this kind of end game episode as you might say like where they had to put together a team to stop Ultron who's now got the infinity stones and is going to destroy not only the world but the entire multiverse and they've got to stop him so it was almost like a very mini uh, MCU in the what if universe it was like the what if MCU universe like because the what ifs initially were supposed to be just one off episodes just stories that didn't connect but somewhere along the line, they decided, oh, no, these are all going to connect into one giant story at the end. So regardless of what I felt about those last two episodes, you had to see them to kind of understand what was going on. And I thought the way they tied it all up was pretty genius. Bill, let me just tell you this, buddy. You like cookies. I do. And you got to you got to you got to get the flour in there before you get the cookie. Right, correct. You know what yeah, I you mean? Gotta, you got to put in the work. And the flour might not be great by itself, but right. in order to get that, that end cookie, you, right. you know, you got to get there. Well, and see, that's how I was looking at those episodes. I didn't know initially that they were all going to connect. I thought they were just one-off stories. So I'm like, I don't give a shit about Party Thor. Like, I, this can end. Like, there were other episodes I didn't want to end. Like, I didn't want... Uh, zombie Avengers to end. I didn't want that episode to end. I didn't want the uh, the murder mystery episode where the Ant Man was taking out the Avengers. I wanted that story to continue. Like I wanted it to keep going. Like the Thor one, I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, it can end anytime. But like you said, there was something. There was an end game that was approaching. Uh, you know, to use my Marvel vernacular, but that that tied everything together and i have to say one of my favorite moments in the whole series is when thanos shows up like all big and bad and ultron just slashes him in half like it's nothing like literally looks at him for a second slashes him in two and then snatches the rings and moves on like like it was nothing just the guy who wreaked havoc on the marvel universe forever you know for 11 years or whatever it was through all those movies and uh, ultron just goes whatever see you dude give me those and moves on like i thought that was absolute genius i like the way they treated thanos throughout the what if universe like thanos was kind of a not a big deal in the what if universe at all like i did dig that aspect of it uh, i can tell you this i i definitely there's there's several things i dug uh about the the finale episode um one thing i i i did like how they kind of intertwined them where they were like i'm sure you know like like captain carter asked uh dr strange if you knew the captain carter in your universe and he was like actually no captain america steve rogers steve rogers and then you know like just kind of like put it back into perspective that this is your universe that what you understand well where i'm from steve rogers did get the the serum right right? and so of course she was like Oh, you know, interesting. Well, that'd be a sight to see or something like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know. She, what, I like when she goes back to the to carrier at the end and and Black Widow takes her in and shows her, uh, what does she see at the end? I can't remember. The Hydra that. Buster. Yeah, the Hydra Buster in there. And that. So I'm wondering if we get a season two, are the stories going to continue like that and be all interconnected? Or are we going to go back to one-off episodes? Because... I don't know, and maybe somebody who read the comics and knows a little bit more about the Marvel Universe could enlighten us, but I just always was under the assumption that the what-ifs were one-off stories that didn't continue. I didn't know that they connected and carried through, Like, but with the multiverse, I get that they can come together and meet up, but yeah, maybe somebody can tell me if this kind of shit happened in the comics or cartoons. I don't know if they did this before, but be interested to know and and then uh, also like there was certain things that like i said like i maybe didn't like uh the it wasn't my favorite part of the episode but then it was so important to set up the end you know what i mean 
Like, for example, right. Stephen, Doctor Strange. Yeah. He had to basically become that to help take down Ultron. He didn't right. know that then. He was just trying to bring back, you know, the love of his life and right. decided and just went down a rabbit hole of destruction. Right. And now he's stuck. It's his job now to make sure that uh, Ultron and the little German guy that's inside the... I, I wish I could remember his name. That's awful. He's going to be the little German guy inside the computer. He has to now watch them and make sure they don't get loose. But at the same time, Strange also has his... That, that version of Doctor Strange has his own problems. So they kind of left you to think like, oh, what's he going to try to do now? Like, is he going to take advantage of a situation? Because he's like, I've got nothing else to do. I'll just sit here and do this, you know, whatever. Like, he didn't seem real happy about that. So they kind of left it up in the air. Like, is he going to try some shit? Like, and do something? I don't know. It's a great question, sir. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a lot of, it left a lot of unanswered questions. Like, when you're playing with an entire multiverse to where anything could basically happen, the stories can kind of go anywhere. Like, and that, I know that's the whole premise of what if, but I didn't realize they were going to have them to where they could all possibly connect. Because, you know, uh, the Watcher took the Black Widow from the universe where uh, Ultron won and placed her in the Sam Jackson universe, uh, into the universe where Sam Jackson was fighting off uh, Loki. Right. Uh, from when the Avengers were being taken out one by one. So, and... and and, uh, you know, Fury knew. He's like, well, you're not my widow, but you're definitely a widow, you know. And he, So he realized what was going on. Like, so that just changes the game a little bit with people knowing that this multiverse now exists and knowing that they can intertwine and connect. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of like where we're going with the actual movies, too. We're getting ready to have people realize that there is a multiverse that can get all fucked up and connect. So it's interesting, if you think about it, that the cartoon went there first. Because that's where we're heading in with the Loki TV show and with the next Spider-Man movie. This is where we're headed in the in the in the cinematic universe, but the cartoon got there first and did it in nine episodes. Pretty impressive, man. Pretty impressive when you think of it that way. Well, we are less than a month away from the release of the Eternals. And when the yeah. Eternals comes out, I think that we're gonna get a big look into that. Yes, which I know is, that's which is I that's think next. which is, I think is why we are why why they kind of started the introduction, right? You know what I mean. E Eternals in November and Spider Man at right before Christmas, if, I'm, if my memory serves correctly. I believe that's that's where we're at. Um, yeah, you know I gotta be honest, man. I'm trying to get excited for the Eternals, but I know zero about them, and the trailer doesn't give you much. And, you know, the actors that they've got are fine, but nobody's, like, really drawing me in. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing movie. Marvel has yet to really make, like, we've talked about it. They don't make duds. But I'm not, like, over the top, like, you know, biting my nails waiting for the release date like I am for Spider-Man. Because I didn't even know the Eternals existed before this trailer. Knew nothing. Didn't see him in a cartoon. Didn't see him in a comic. You know, I know Captain America and Iron Man and the Hulk and Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, you know, in some way or another. But I know nothing about the Eternal, so I'm having a hard time getting amped for it. You know, especially when, you know, we got Spider-Man and the Matrix and all this stuff coming up. I'm just like, that one's not been on my radar, but it's now it's here. And I'm like, all right, I got to get I got to get it. I got to watch it. It's my job. I'm a podcaster, right? Yeah, well, I am psyched for it because it's a big, it's a big port part of the transition that we're headed. Right. Um, and obviously, there is a connection to the Marvel universe that we know because right. uh, Thanos is an Eternal. Yes, I remember hearing that. So, like, so, so Thanos comes. We're going to get Thanos's backstory, right? That's well, Thanos comes from eternal lineages. His father is a mentor, an eternal who helped the colony on Titan. Oh, okay. So obviously, we know Titan. Thanos See, you were you on the computer, man. I thought you were looking up the little German guy, and <laughs> so we could get his name. I thought that's what you were doing, man. I thought you were looking at him. No, bro. I'm. I'm look. Here's what here's what's going on right now. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna break it down for you. 
Tell me what's up. Okay, you think I'm looking up little German guys? Okay, mm -hmm. I'm not. As 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 um advertised, there's a lot going on right now. Yes. Right. Correct. And right Correct. now, I'm trying to do my job as a podcaster. Correct. After getting home after my long day of work. Yes. Yes. You're doing the Lord's work, my friend. I appreciate everything you're doing. Okay, I, I don't care about all that. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> more more importantly, I'm trying to remain focused on this and give you the attention and give this podcast episode the attention it needs, the attention it deserves. Correct. However, uh -huh. the Giants and Dodgers are playing right now as well. Oh, shit. That's right. So I'm trying to do my best to just keep a little bit of an eye on that because you know how important that is to me. You've been in the studio. I have. I know. And this is big. It doesn't get bigger. There's no bigger rivalry. I can't think of one. I really can't think of a... In my life, the Dodgers-Giants is the biggest rivalry I can think of. Like, you know, having family that comes from Southern California and then transplanted to the Bay Area and growing up in Northern California, I can think of no bigger rivalry. I don't know of a fan base that hates each other more. Like, it's not like that with like, uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of another one. Like maybe if I lived in Boston and is it Boston and Yankees? Do they hate each other? I, I don't even know, man. I, I, I I uh, I can't think of another where they like, dude. They've killed each other. The fans have like beaten each other to death. It's like insane, dude. Like, so in in the East Coast, absolutely, that yeah. it is that bad. Boston and Yankees, oh, that's the one. Oh yeah. Okay, so there. It's see, I guess. Being but on, on the this West Coast, but on the West Coast, that's what it is out here. Now you have other rivalries that are just maybe not just as big, right? But. Right. Kings Lakers is pretty bad. Yeah, but you know the Kings have. I don't want to say that they're that's my team, but they have been out of the game for so long. As far as playoff contenders, like, and, and I don't feel like that's what it used to be. You know what I mean? Like, like, like when we came up and they were the Kings had that playoff run, man, and the Lakers kept fucking with us. That was insane. But we're not a threat anymore. I hate to say that. That until we're a threat again, that rivalry's kind of on hold. I, I feel like. I feel like. I mean, I still hate the Lakers. But, but 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 as far like the Giants and Dodgers could be third and fourth place teams. Yeah. And that would still be like you people yes. who the, you know they they still want to go for your throat. Yeah, they could both be in the basement and dead last. Hey, but when they play we only each won other, 68 games this year, but the Dodgers won 66. So beep. Yeah, F you, yeah bro. they're gonna be. They're gonna be, they're gonna be. It's gonna be crazy. But like as of right now, let's say like when the Lakers come to town, especially now that they got LeBron, there's probably as many Bron fans in that Golden One Center as there are Kings fans. Like I don't know if that rivalry is as potent as it used to be, and I could be wrong. Probably because probably because King season ticket holders punk Laker fans and sell their tickets way overpriced to those suckers. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I, could see that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like the way you think. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think that on the West Coast, I don't think it gets any more potent of a rivalry than that, man. I mean, that's that's the, the like I said, there, there's violence that goes down with that. So I've been to a couple of Giants. I went to Giants Dodgers once, just once, one game, but they were scream. People were screaming at each other like it was nuts. So yeah, man. But uh, yeah, would you, would so you like a little bit of cool knowledge? Yes. So, do you know if you were to guess how long uh, the Dodgers have been around? How long would you say? When did the Dodgers start as an organization? Yes. Um, well, they were the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? First. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe the thirties, just, just a guess. Okay. I have no, I don't, and, yeah. and, and the giants, when would you so like? So the giants were, they were the new, where did they come from? They weren't, they weren't originally from San Francisco. Uh, I, I'd probably guess somewhere in the 30s as well. That's just a guess, but I don't know. All right, so let me drop a little knowledge. Both the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants. New York. That's it. They're started, both out of the East Coast. That's right. Started in the 1880s. 
Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Since 18, the 1880s, the Giants and Dodgers have played thousands of games. Yes. Head to head. Right. The Giants and Dodgers have never played in a World Series or in a playoff series against each other. Wow. All of that time. So this is the history right here. Historic, if you will. And you're recording a podcast with me. I appreciate that, my friend. I mean, is there a greater compliment? I don't know. No, probably not. Not coming from you. That's probably about as big as it gets. Like, I, I, uh, I'm honored. I'm humbled. Now, am I a talented individual? Yes. Yes. Extremely attractive? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not saying anything on that one. That's yeah. a yes from you. All good. <laughs> yeah. I won't tell your wife. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. Man. Thank you. Arnim appreciate Zola. It's the Zola. Yes. Arnim the- Zola is a fictional supervillain appearing in the American comic books by Marvel Comics. He is a master of biochemistry and a recurring enemy of Captain America and the Avengers. The character first appeared in Captain America number 208, April 17, 1977. It was created by writer slash artist Jack Kirby. When he was first introduced, Zola was a Nazi scientist experimenting with genetic wow. engineering. You sound like that Micro Machines guy. You're reading all fast and shit like that. That's what it reminded me of a little bit. Okay, Zola. That's right. The little German guy in the computer is Zola. That's who they used to infect the brain of Ultron, and so they could take out the, take out his computer army. Good episode. Good episode. I, I overall, uh, overall, I thought that uh, What If was phenomenal. I enjoyed every single episode. I'll uh, be uh, very curious to find out if there's a season two. They didn't say. There was no tag at the end, except for the Hydra Stomper thing. But they didn't say, you know, stay tuned for season two like they did on Loki. You know, so I'll be interested to see where they go with it. If they do. Well, I enjoyed it. Let me just tell you this. Uh, Would you like me to give you some information? Yes. My research. Uh Uh-huh. It tells me, yes, there will be a what if season two. Yeah, I would have been shocked if there wasn't. uh, But, you know. Not, you know, so far, you know, uh, you know, you had WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were one-offs. So Marvel's uh, unpredictable at best. They're, they're, you can predict that it's going to be quality, but as far, other than that, you don't know. Every time I think I know where they're going and what direction they're taking, they, they flip a bitch and take it in a whole other way I didn't even see coming, man. Genius. 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 Uh, any comments about The Watcher? Uh, the character of the Watcher. Um, yeah, I kind of had mixed feelings about them breaking the barrier and having him interact because he went from being this kind of ominous, very creepy, very like all-knowing. Like then he switched to like, oh, he was scared of Ultron, like booking, like running, like escaping from Ultron, like. So it was kind of like a double-edged sword for me. Like, I dug his character as, like, being this, I, you know, he has that intro, I am the Watcher. I cannot interfere, but I can only. And then once he realizes what Ultron's doing, he's like, oh, shit, I'm out of here. Like, like he was, like, scrambling to try to figure out what the fuck was going on. But, um, yeah, I thought I think it's a cool character. I, I just kind of, uh, when they broke down the third wall and had him start interacting with characters and, where he wasn't just this knowing all seeing all being but his hands were still tied in a way like he had to try to help but at the same time he couldn't like so yeah he, he was a flawed character with a in, in a serious dilemma I enjoyed it but I kind of like him as a dark ominous guy but now people know he exists so I don't know what that does for the series as it pro- progresses because there are several people now that know there's someone out there fucking with a multiverse or watching the multiverse and, and that there are other multiverses. There are people that now know there are other versions of themselves in other places. And that creates problems too because maybe they want to try to get at those people or change things. You know, maybe they want to get back a past love or go see a relative or do something. So yeah. But no, I think it's a it's a cool character and with a lot, they can go a lot of different directions. It's like crazy. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I, I really enjoyed how, like, 
he can't intervene. He can't interfere until I want to or until I right. need to. But now that we did this and we just saved the multiverse, I want you to do this for me. I can't do that. Come on, right. dude. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, interesting. There's like a, this dilemma of like where he wants to help, but he can't help. Like that whole scene when Clint is right there by the file that they need. And he's like, just grab it, grab it, grab the file. And you could see him getting frustrated and he wants to help so bad, but he can't. And then uh, luckily, you know, Black Widow finds it. But yeah, it was a, it's an interesting character and uh, another character that I know nothing about. I mean, I know he exists in the Marvel Universe, uh, but I, I knew zero about him going into this. So and, and I enjoyed it. So that probably tells me that the Eternals, I, which I know zero about, will be phenomenal. I'm sure of it. You know, I just got to um, try to get myself. I'm not just not psyched for it because I don't know who they are, you know. I've come from this universe of familiarity. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know anything. So I just got to get over that. That's all. Well, sir, I'm going to just tell you, you have to trust the process. Correct. Absolutely. And like I said, they've where's the big Marvel dud? The worst ones are still entertaining. So, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. I, have, I don't have my doubts. The cast is, is there. You know, Angelina Jolie. The special effects in the trailer look incredible. You know there's going to be action. There's going to be some humor, like with every Marvel thing. So, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm on board. I just got to try to pump myself up a little bit. Do you know who John Machida is? John Machida? No. Why? John Machida Jr., also known as Motormouth, John Machida and the fast-talking guy born August 6, 1954, is an American actor, singer, and spokesman. He is best known for his rapid speech delivery. He appeared in over 100 commercials as the Micro Machines Man. <laughs> nice. Well, now I know who John Machete is. That was good, man. Yeah, the Micro Machines guy. I was really trying to find out, like, I was trying to really, like, hunting, trying to find down what he said so I could try to do it on here, but I can't find it. Oh, man, those commercials were insane. If you could do the edit, yeah, as a kid, man, I think he was the first uh, chopper. Yeah, he's, the first, <laughs> he's, the, he's the first spitter, man, going hard on that crazy multi-syllabic lyric. Hey, man, who do, you think, who do you think the original spitter is? You think it's Twister? Nah, man. John Machetta. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right, man. Don't tell me about no Bone Thugs and Harmony or Jeez. Twister. Nah, nah, Tech nah. Nine. It's Machetta, baby. Remember, <laughs> if it doesn't say Micro Machines, it's not the real thing. That's right. That's the one, dude. Classic. He had a great mustache, too. Hey, I'll tell you this, man. I Just to swing back to what you were talking about, the music stuff. Um, so Yellow Wolf was at... Uh, uh, aftershock in Sacramento and yellow Wolf yeah. has been very good about sharing a lot of stuff on his socials and things. Uh, so yeah. he had about, I don't know, 20, somebody had 20, somebody running his account had 20 videos of him performing at aftershock. Right. And it was really cool, man. Like he was just like killing it and just like the crowd was going nuts and he like at, at, a, at a thing like aftershock, like they have the stage and then there's like this, walkway and then there's like the security guards and then there's like the fences and then there's the crowd you know so there's a big gap right right and so he but he would go down into that gully and then like jump up on a speaker and like get real close and slap hands and all that stuff right right well there was some kids there at the show uh -huh. like 12 right. whatever 10 12 whatever right he brought them on stage Oh, nice. And like they knew some of the lyrics. It was really cool how he did it. And like the crowd was going crazy, obviously. So it, it just was really cool. And to see him kind of do his thing, you know what I mean? I, I definitely, I know where you're coming from with the 311 and, and seeing the live music and all that stuff. So uh, it just was really cool to see kind of Yellow Wolf out there doing his thing in sack. Yeah, you got to imagine that uh, he hasn't toured either in a long time so it's the first time probably in a while that he's touched down in sacramento or or had a major and then he's playing like this is a a crowd like he doesn't normally see like he he plays ace of spades and i'm sure he plays some big other big festivals but when you're opening up for metallica man like you're you're uh that's the big time. That was a that was a packed house. I'm sure. I don't doubt for a minute. So, you got to imagine. Not only has he not played in forever, but the adrenaline of being on a stage in front of that many people, 
event opening for someone who's I'm a, I'm assuming he played last night with Metallica. That's the way Keith made it sound. I could be wrong, but Yeah, he was on Sunday. Yeah, so so I imagine he probably admires Metallica too. So the fact that you're on a stage in front of that many people for the first time in forever and then somebody that you more than likely idolize or grew up listening to is waiting in the wings to come on like crazy man that's got to be the biggest rush ever man like like i can't even imagine can't even imagine wish i could have seen that one too i bet it was did you happen to notice did yellow wolf have a band with him uh no he had his uh his his flag in the in the front of that car the she- you know the box chevy yeah, it's funny that at a place like Aftershock, you wouldn't bring the guitar and the drums. Like, I, I, th- I find that, that the last time he played Aftershock, Keith said, yeah, he showed up with a DJ and a mic. He just, he just got right off the van and ran up on stage and started going. Like, but you would think at a show like that, that would be the show to like bring the fiddle player and the guitar player and the drummer out. Like, but Keith said he killed it. So, band or no band, Yellow Wolf gives 130%, man. I, and yeah, if I'm, Keith I, said, then it must be true. Yeah, Keith's a fan, man. He he was there with us at one of the shows. I know, man. I was there. We went to Burgers and Brews. Yeah, that was that was good too. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious. All right, man. Well, what if overall very entertaining? I enjoyed it from top to I bottom. You know, yeah, it, it and, and it was and I'll tell you what it was perfect about it was that it really hit. You know, we we kind of had. We were in a lull, right? There was that was the yeah. next show. There was stuff hadn't really started up yet, and like other shows, and and that's kind of where we were at. Right, right, absolutely, man. Yeah, and I, I challenge you to get. Um, we have been in a lull, but I have binge watched two seasons of a show called Ted Lasso, and uh, that show is so damn good, Savage. I know as I'm watching it, I just am thinking to myself. Savage would love this shit. Funny, heartwarming, smart, dramatic, like everything you want in a show. Sports. It's got it all, man. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, dude, we got a free preview of, of Apple Plus and, uh, cause it's on Apple Plus TV. And we binged watched two seasons of that. And it was the easiest two seasons. I mean, I didn't want it to end. It's so good, dude. That I think we're gonna keep Apple Plus because they're working on season three, and plus Apple's got some more shit that I want to watch too. So I think we're keeping it. So but, that's a that's a formal challenge. Yeah, I, dude, I would put the challenge down for you. I, I would be shocked if you watched. Now, I went to Orlando on a trip with my wife, and they had two episodes of it on the plane. And my wife watched episode one and episode two of season one, and she was like, "Man, this show's great." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's what everybody tells me. I've heard that from." four or five people that it's amazing but it's apple plus so we got home from our trip to orlando going to disney world and she got the free subscription to apple plus and we started it back over episode one two three four two seasons man like it's nothing and now i think we're going to keep apple plus they got a lot of original programming and movies and uh, but man that show dude jason sudeikis from saturday night live does his thing i absolutely love the man in this show have an all new respect for him as an actor the surrounding you remember how you remember how you when i didn't watch the boys and you were like dude bill the boys man this is the show and i watched it and was like blown away and it's like one of my favorite shows ever now i can't wait for the next season i I have i have a feeling dude that ted lasso would be like that for you i I could be way off base but I think you would watch it and be like, yo, man, yeah, hell yeah, dude, that's the shit. Like, it's it's very different from the boys, obviously, not not anything like the boys, but quality-wise, quality is there. The characters, the writing, the stories, the original, very original. The boys is completely original. Ted Lasso, man, highly recommended. Well, Bill, I'll tell you this, your challenge sounds exhausting. <laughs> you won't dude you'll be so happy you won't you won't be able to feel tired man <laughs> all right man well uh hopefully we can figure out this timing thing uh there's been a lot yeah. going on uh we're dangerously close to the official start to uh the holiday season oh by the way yeah. happy birthday dj billy a 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy yes, birthday, sir. man. Uh, Thank you. I 37 that. years young. Yes, 37. Ish. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it's one of those things where there was... I, I was like, oh, it's Bill's birthday. I got to hit him up and see what's going on, da, da, da. And he's like, oh, I'm working, and then I'm going to a wedding. And I was like, okay. Yeah, man, it was a, a whirlwind weekend, to put it mildly. Yeah, it was crazy. But, I, I, yeah, you, I, had, I enjoyed it. Hey, a wedding is just a, just a free party, right? Like, it, it, great food, music, good cake, and I didn't have to pay for a dime of it. <laughs> there you go. Love it. It was all good, man. It was all gravy. All good right, stuff. man. Well, do us a favor. Get us out of here so we can get this thing uploaded for the people who are waiting. You got it. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, and it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.